Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello to all you Realist L listeners, and welcome to tonight's episode. I am your host, Charity L, and I am uber excited that you, you, and you chose to tune in. Welcome one and welcome all, however comma. This here podcast is not for the faint at heart. Should at any time you feel uncomfortable in any way, go ahead and click that exit button on your screen and be abundantly blessed. (laughs) But for those of you who enjoy real conversations and would like to hear more, go ahead and hit that like and share button, okay? Don't haul all this good good for yourself. (laughs) Sharing is scaring. Bring someone else in on this really real and all thy realness podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Pastor Jamal Brody of the illustrious Ambassadors for Christ Ministries in Lewisburg, North Carolina. You know what? Speaking of mental health and being a pastor, um, Mm -hmm. I really think it's imperative that you take those getaways and, you know, take that time to relax and rejuvenate because there's so many people that you have to deal with just in the church. Not not even talking about like going to work and dealing with people in the grocery store. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I think that falls under, um, I would say, self-care. I think pastors, it's important that pastors, as we talk about mental health, uh, pastors, it's so important that pastors across the world, regardless of your denomination, to do self-care, you know, to apply self-care in your life. And that balance of going on a trip or, you know, it, it may not be to St. Lucia or Aruba, uh, but even just going to the beach, to your local beach, or just to go to the mountains, um, you have a spouse, you know, spend time um, with your spouse or even, you know, spend spending time for yourself. And I think that helps you stay mentally stable um, to effectively pastor in a desperate time that we are in as we are pretty much in a pandemic. Um, some say going towards an endemic, um, but you know, uh, COVID will never I mean, COVID will always be in our minds and COVID, you know, will always be in the land, I would say. Um, but I do think that, you know, self-care, those getaways. And I know some people think, well, I got to be at the church or I got to do those things. But if you always have to be there, when do you take time to invest in yourself and your spirituality? Because I I know this, the more that I do and if I keep going, having virtual meetings and keep doing this, I'm bivocational. So I'm a bivocational pastor as well. So I work a full-time job and I pastor a church. So, you know, when do I have that good energy for my children, for my wife? What about my family? You know, what about my family? You know, my immediate family and even my very own self. So getting away is definitely a healthy way to help yourself mentally get just get away and 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 allow God to minister to us and to free yourself you know to take to take time for yourself so I think self-care is so important and some people say well I can't afford to 
to go out sometimes i can't afford I can't, I can't afford to do that but you have to make it a priority you know even if you have to go somewhere local you know make it a priority i'm not going to do this friday saturday and sunday i'm going to go like i'm in the i'm i'm living zebulon but if i go to greensboro for a weekend just to get away just to get a peace of mind is so that's so so important so so important hey, you don't have to go far at all listen just a couple of weeks ago i was um I live in Lewisburg. I went right there to Wake Forest just to be by myself, turn my phone off. Um, yeah. I don't want to talk to nobody, see nobody. <laughs> just, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. you got to have that, that time for yourself because if you keep giving, 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 pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, it's going to be nothing left, <laughs> right. you know, at the end right. of the day. So. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I say this too the more that you don't get away, you'll find yourself preaching out of your emotions versus Ooh. ministering the word of God and and speaking what the Lord is speaking because you're tired. So you you you, you keep preaching out, out your emotion. Well, I think that people need to hear this. I think that people, no, you got to really yes. set time aside to rest and to study and to pray and intercede so you can be anointed man or woman of God to give a authentic word from God and it's not the hooping and the hollering but an authentic true word from from God and that that self-care prepares you and gets you gets your mind together to hear from God you know and and to hear what he has to say and for you to give to the people of God so I, it's so so important and we don't want uh, we don't want pastors to preach out off of their emotion. We want people to, we want pastors and leaders to minister off what, what the word of God is saying and what God is saying spiritually, you know, to the people of God. Because if you keep preaching out your emotions, you, you're not doing kingdom work. You know, you just, this is what you think you should be doing. And, 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 and that's not what, not necessarily the idea of God. You know, so right. that's so important. That self-care, I, I, I highly recommend it. self-care is so, so important. You don't want to do things and then you'll find yourself being agitated with family, spouse, and the list goes on because you mm -hmm. need to take care of yourself or you do things by habit because you're so used to, you put yourself to the side because you're so used to just keep going, 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 going. And the thing is, uh, sometimes the people are tired of that. That they're ready for something fresh, something different, something new. Right. But right. if you don't get away and hear from God, when you when are you gonna get that stuff? So exactly. I definitely say exactly. that's important. Yeah. Then at the end of the day, you're preaching off of your emotions and stuff like that. You're not doing anything but putting those negative in, in negative energies. I'm tongue tied tonight. <laughs> negative energies. No, it's okay. Onto your it's okay. And then yeah. um, it, it just defeats the purpose of helping people out with their mental health like that's right i've been in situations i've been i've sat under preachers who are preaching because they feel a certain way or they got offended at their congregation or a member or something like that and then i go home and i'm exhausted like i did all the work and <laughs> you know it, it's draining, it's draining. <laughs> you know at the end of the day it's like how is that helping you know the people that you're preaching to and you know stuff like that i'm so glad that you mentioned that and that's why i asked you too my yeah. brother actually on the live because i i really feel like especially with um with our generation a lot of people mm -hmm. are strength but i mm -hmm. wanted to understand that everybody is not like that you know that's you right. and right. I, 
few others around here. Y'all are like a couple of the realest people that are in ministry that I know. <laughs> you know, you're gonna keep yeah. it real, you're gonna let God use you at the same time. So. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. I, I I think the best way to be an effective leader, whether you're a pastor or not, is to be your true, authentic self, That's and it. not and not mimic other people, but be who God has called you to be. You know, right. God has chosen all of us in this time. He let us let He let us know that Joshua, know I've chosen you. You know, for that generation, and God has yeah. chosen us. And since God has chosen us. We have to do what God tells us to do. And the things that other people have done, or maybe uh, our successors or our predecessors, things that they've done, not to say that that, that that was not good enough, but maybe God is really trying to do a new thing. Isaiah talks about, it, I want to do a new thing, you know? And so, you know, uh, God is trying to, to speak to us in whatever age or capacity we may be, regardless if you're younger or older. Um, to right. do a new thing and we have to be sensitive to do the new thing that God wants us to do. We have to also understand this, that in ministry, I'll say this, in ministry that we have to understand everybody's just not going to receive us and that's okay. We're not called right. for people to like and um, and love us. We're called to serve our, 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 our God who has set us into a city to to do discipleship to do to compel help others to get set free and delivered so mm -hmm. as we do these things as he wants to do a new thing we have to know that we won't everyone won't welcome us and it's okay but when right. people don't welcome us we have to remember this this is what i think is so important is that we have to remember that it's not when someone doesn't welcome us we, sh we shouldn't act like them we still should do the assignment we can't yeah. allow the behavior of others to dictate the call that God has for us. That's good right there. Because the thing is, when you get off focus, like Peter, if he would have stayed focused on God, he wouldn't have been able to walk on the water. But when right. he got off focus, what happened? The Lord had to save him. But if yeah. we would just stay focused on God and not a distraction of people, we're going to be fine. And the things that God has deposited <laughs> on the inside of us to share to the world, into our communities, into our local assemblies into you know wherever we are he will give us the strength the courage and connect us with the right people to complete the assignment but we have to be authentic and we have to have enough faith to know that he got us and i think that's the key i really do believe that's the key that is absolutely the key <laughs> absolutely and i've learned that um in my last few years of discovering who i am um mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I've spent a majority of my life trying to fit in here or trying to appease the people over here or try to do what these people want me to do. But then I had mm -hmm. to sit realize after everything I've been through, I really didn't have to go through all of that if I was charity. <laughs> Just, right. you know, being right. who I was created to be. Right. And it gave me so much heartache, so much of pain. <laughs> Um, which is why to um, this particular subject means a lot to me. Um, mm -hmm. The last segment was so, oh my God, we had so much to talk about. I was like, we can't fit it all in one. Let me do a part two. <laughs> right. And, um, <laughs> you know, it goes back to what I was saying. Like a lot of people in my generation um, don't really depend on the church 
like back in the day. You know, I miss church back in the day, and you know, you got revivals or revival. It's just that atmosphere, those energies. It's like, yes, you wanted to be there, but now it's just like, now nah, I'm good. I'm not going. You know, because <laughs> because it's like it's to me, it's more so who can I talk to at the church, and they're not gonna judge me for what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Or who can I um, depend on to pray for me if I'm going through certain situations? Mm-hmm. So um, that being said, um, we can jump in and get some of these questions out of the way. Sure. Um, sure. Let me see. I wish this was a little bit bigger. I feel like I'm just getting old. I can't see. No. <laughs> you still okay. Won't. So, um. I'm trying to mix it up a little bit, but that's okay. Um, Hello to the people on Facebook. I hope everybody's doing well. <laughs> absolutely. For those of y'all who are joining in, this is Pastor Jamal Brody of Ambassadors for Christ Ministries in Lewisburg, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Um, and if y'all have any questions, y'all can go ahead and, and pop that in the comment section as well. Um, so yeah, one of the questions up here, we can go ahead. Um, I guess piggybacking off of you know what we were just talking about being religious and in the church and stuff like that. Do and do you think religious people can also be emotionally abusive? And I, that kind of goes back to, like you are saying, the self-care. If you don't take care of yourself, you're kind of preaching off of your emotions and how you mm-hmm. feel and stuff like that. So let's let's chat a little bit about that. Uh, do I believe religious people can also be emotionally abusive? Uh, well, let me say that there's a difference between religious people and Christians. That's I believe it. it. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> um, that there's there's definitely religious people do things out of of what they've been taught um religious people do things because of what they think is right um but christians do things by the bible biblical and i believe that christians operate under um under a a prayer life under the 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 flow of the holy spirit i would say um but do i do believe that religious people can be emotionally abusive i do believe that that's where manipulation comes in um there are a lot of religious people who um would try to manipulate uh, people as a whole to do the things that they want them to do. And when you don't do it the way that they think you should do it, they would try to manipulate you emotionally. And the way they manipulate you emotionally, they try to make you feel bad or make you feel out of character. They try to make you, they sometimes they hurt, you know, make you like, oh, I better do this because if I don't do it, I'm, I'm going to get reprimanded or I'm going to, this is going to happen to me. And I, I do believe that is a very unhealthy uh, manipulation is not of God, is not our job uh, it's not the people's job to manipulate each other it's our job to build and edify the kingdom um when and and the thing is some people have been so 
abused for so long that they've been a, now they are accustomed to that type of behavior and they doesn't they don't realize that they're being manipulated um and manipulate and having a, manip, a manip, uh, manipulative spirit is demonic yeah. okay yeah. because that that's saying that you're giving a person power to have somewhat authority over you you're willing to follow that person regardless of what they're saying, um, regardless of what God is saying. And we have to understand that we cannot operate in that type of abuse. And, and you do see it a lot in the in the in the church. You see it a lot all across. And um, a lot of times we don't like to identify that because that's what we've been told. Well, my right. granddaddy, my granddaddy was the bishop, and when the bishop said this, and, and not knocking your grand your granddad's credentials or your call that your granddaddy was called to be to the office of a bishop who desired the office of a bishop, not to knock that, but however, you've been in that particular mindset for so long that if you don't operate like that, you that that's not that's unhealthy. That's when we need to teach people to follow Christ. That's when we need to teach people to say, hey. Listen, I don't want you to be just like me. I want you to be not not better. I want you to be what God has called you to be. Um, I want you to, to really be your authentic self and to do the things that God has called you to do and not operate in that abuse. And it's sad. And you see it so much that pastors, I hate to say this, make people feel so bad that during the week they are hurting, they're depressed, they're lonely. Um they don't even know who they are. The individual don't even know who they are because of the leader has put that in their spirit. And so we don't we should not tolerate that. And it's not being disrespect. I, I do believe in being respectful to everyone in oh, their yeah. call. But however, when you're in a situation when you are emotionally abused in the church, when you when someone you operate in manipulation, you need to identify, you need to ask the Lord to help you to get out of that. That is not of God. That that is a behavior that really needs to be prayed out of the church. We people have to understand this, Charity, is that we don't own like I'm I am the pastor of Ambassadors for Christ Ministries. That's ministry's been standing for 33 years in November. I am elected as the pastor there, but I also realize that they're not my people. I'm there on assignment. And so it's my assignment to pastor them as the shepherd of that house. And I, you oftentimes hear where people say, well, those are my people. They're not your people. We all belong to God. So I do know there is an end date to my assignment. And whenever that end date will happen, it will happen. I, am I trying to rush it? No, I'm not. That I love them. They have my heart. But however, sometimes we have leaders who think that that's a, these are my people and this is what my people do. And this is how my people are. And I would do this. And it is the shepherd's job to protect and correct the sheep. Yes, it is. But it's not the shepherd's job to manipulate and control them because that's not what God, why God called us out to pastor. He called us to lead, not to control. That's it. That's it. And it, I'm glad you said that too because the Holy Spirit doesn't even try to control you. The Holy no. Spirit, when he's welcome, you have to invite him in. He's not going to say, well, I'm over here i'm gonna jump on you real quick no that's not how it works and that's right. it it bothers me so much that people have that mentality 
that hey I got the Holy Spirit in my hand I'm about to throw it on you but it's not how it works because you can lay hands and pray for people all day all night until they blew in the face but until right. they accept it that's right that's it, it you know any effect on them you know that's right that's so, right yeah. that's right Ooh, <sighs> yeah I know but, yeah but that's I'm but, but, right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, in your opinion, mm -hmm. personal or professional opinion, what can we do as, quote, the church to help those who are suffering, suffering in silence or suffering? Mm -hmm. um, and I guess, too, um, another part to that question is how can we help um, the people in the church recognize those symptoms of mental health um mental disease mental disorders mm -hmm. i think this uh last year what we did because it was virtual i think it's april or may is mental health awareness month that's coming up i believe it's may <laughs> i think and it's, yeah one of them yeah it's april or may and um i remember it was in the springtime I, I know what we did at ambassadors was on on wednesday night see some pastors are not willing to give up their wednesday night bible study teaching mm -hmm. Yeah. But on Wednesday nights, what we did, what I did was I had a therapist to come on the live every Wednesday night for the month of May to mm. help um, empower us to and give us knowledge and resources and information about mental health and to help us to definitely if we had questions to talk about mental health. Um, right. And uh, I mean, I'm 41 years old, about to be 42. We didn't, you didn't hear mental health as much in my earlier days and in, in the late 80s and 90s and, and those type of, you didn't right. see that in church at all. But now it's a new day, it's a new time. And I think that it's definitely important and imperative that we pay attention to um, mental health and, and be able to say to our parishioners, hey, you know, uh, it's okay to see a therapist, a licensed, therapist it's okay to get you some help um out there that's beyond um talking with your leader or you know talking to your friends or family who you have a safe space in and i think we as leaders across the world we need to encourage our people who we serve in in the context that we serve in to definitely advocate and push them for to i think it's like you go www.psychology today and you can pick the type of therapist that you like i mean that that will benefit you you can pick a christian therapist a non-christian therapist a male or female um and and figure out what's the best entry you have there from the categories of depression um alcohol abuse um, um uh, bereavement you know so there are different areas where these therapists specializes in and you can look and see what may what may be benefit benefit you as an individual i do think that the church also need to understand some of the signs that we're dealing with in other words yeah if you're coming to church on sunday morning and you feel the the power of God, whether you're virtual or you're in um, in person, if you feel the power of God, you feel the Lord speaking to you, and you just you know you felt like the minister or the pastor had really have impact your life, the Word of God really impact your life. That's awesome. But on Monday and Tuesday, when you feel like you're back in that low place again, then you need you need to maybe look at getting some help because it's not that God doesn't. Um, God is the word is not true. It's not that it's not 
that you don't have faith in God, but there's some other things going on on the inside of you that you have not shared with other people. And I think it's important that we pay attention, pay attention to those behaviors. Sometimes I think this charity is that some people like, well, I felt the power and presence of God on Sunday, but on Tuesday, it was like, where God at? I don't, I don't feel the same way. And so that's the difference of an emotional connection and a spiritual connection. And it's not to say that you didn't feel the power of God. And watch this. It's not to say that God's not with you on Tuesday because Matthew 28, 20 says this, lo, I'm with you always. Even into the end, even to the end of time. So God said with you, but there may be another area that you just need to get some help, and that's okay. And so what what I'm finding is that people are are they're down on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and some down on Sunday every day of the week. And it's the we need to pay attention pay attention to those behaviors, as well as if you see people at their at their very very low point, you know. And I, I know I know we tell people you got to pray, you got to intercede and you do have to pray. You do have to intercede and, and we have to encourage and you got to trust God. But then there may be some things that we're not sharing to you as an individual that we've been holding on for 10 years. And see, that's the yes. other piece of it. We've been taught you got to be strong. You, we, we've been taught in our community, in the African-American community, we've been taught you got to be strong. You just got to right. be strong. You can't let yourself right. break and all these type of things. But hey, sometimes I'm tired of being strong. I, I, I can't take it anymore. And <laughs> I need help. <laughs> and prayer, human. we're human. And, and it's okay. It is okay. And so I really think that we have to push uh, and uh, people to get um to get in line with professional people who have the credential, who have the skill set to talk to them. And you don't have to tell nobody that you're talking to a therapist. I'm I'm free, okay? Let me say this, I'm free. I've been going to a therapist since 2019. And I'll share this with you. Um, my, I lost my mom, and you know this, in um, January 2019, I took care of my mom. This is my testimony. For 15 years, I was 22. When my mom was diagnosed with a disease called Huntington's, I was 22 years old and I took care of my mom, my only child, for 15 years. And when I lost my mom, that was so devastating to me. At that time, when I lost my mom, I was pastoring one of the greatest churches and still is the greatest churches in Lewisburg, North Carolina, <laughs> North, I don't know, across the world. And it was hard dealing with the loss of my mother, being a husband to a beautiful wife being a, a father to my two beautiful daughters, as well as being uh, a cousin to my family. And then as well as being a pastor to those that God had assigned me to, that was a lot of weight. So I had to go get help. And I know people was praying for me and I know God was with me. I know God looked out for me and I dealt with depression when I was taking care of my mom as I was a caregiver to my mom for those 15 years. And I had to go see a therapist then. And then when mom died in 2019, I just, you know, a little bit, I think it was about two months later, I went and saw a therapist. And to this day, I still go see my therapist. And it has helped me so much to understand my emotional boundaries and to help me understand my emotional behaviors. When sometimes around my mom's birthday, I get a little down. Around Mother's Day, it's tough. Um, holidays are tough. And so even when people die at ambassadors, it, it, it hurts me. But as I 
deal with the family. I watch how I say things and not try to say a religious stuff like, you know, um, well, you know, she, you, you knew she, you know, she, he or she been sick for a long time. No, my mom was six, 15, 15 years, but that was still my mother. You see what I'm saying? That was still my mom. And so I've learned, I mean, through me losing my mom, how to be more sensitive to families when they lose their loved ones and not to say things because of what I have been taught, but to say things from an authentic heart and going to therapy and understanding that it's okay if you want to cry. It's okay if you don't feel like talking because you lost. It's okay that you you, you thought one thought, something, one thing happened and reminded you of that loved one and you just want to just have a meltdown. Those things are okay, but I recognize those behaviors. So I think in order for the body of Christ to be strengthened, even though we've been in this pandemic, been at home for two and a half years, maybe three years now, I think it's important that since we've been closed up in one area, that that we push our people to get therapy because the emotional weight that folk have encountered they lost loved ones you people have to think right. about this and be sensitive about this we had people to lose loved ones and they could not be with their loved one when they passed away that's tough yes. that is yes. tough you know when my mom passed away i was right there with my mom but then i thought about the times like what if i couldn't been there with my mom when she passed away and so we have to be careful like well in god's time it'll be all right no we have to learn to be sensitive enough to be like okay i can't you know i may not can identify how it exactly happened but i'm praying with you to know let you know let's you should go see a therapist you know so you can talk about those things because there are a lot of what if questions that people have and we don't talk about those what if court you know what if what if the pandemic wouldn't have happened would my loved one still be here you know what if you know if the pandemic would i still have a job or some other things that may have detrimental things that may have happened and the thing is sometimes god will give us the answer and sometimes god doesn't give us the answer right away what do we do in between the prayer and the answer i, I did a message on that what do you do between the prayer and the answer I Good word right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So, you know, and it's good to, it's okay as African American people to go get a therapist. I'm going to keep standing and I may lose friends for saying this. I may lose colleagues in the and ministry. It's, but it's, it's okay to get it because it will help your life. It will free you up. It will help you understand God in a way that you've never understood him before. And you'll know that like David, not trying to do a preaching moment, okay? But like David, <laughs> yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because God is with me, knowing that he was with me during the entire process. And I knew God was with me in 2019, but it hurt. It hurt to still have to pastor. And my, my mom, I'm the only child. My father's gone and my mother is gone. My number one cheerleader, now my wife and my kids are my cheerleaders, but my number one cheerleader from birth is gone because people say they love you. That that, that They say they love you, but then they'll treat you differently behind scenes. But the one Listen. that birthed me and I had to go and pastor. So this is what I did. When my mom passed away, I took about six weeks off at the church. Yeah. During that time, I took six weeks off, got me a therapist. I came in. 
when I need uh, just to come in here, maybe one or two Sundays, and, and then I, you know, I took try my best to take care of me. And six weeks is nothing compared to losing the the the, uh, the healing process. I'm still going through the process. It seems it's just like it was yesterday when it happened. Right. Um, but I took six I took six weeks off, you know, to get myself because I did not want to preach through my emotions. Let me just and <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, you, just for, I mean all of it. You, you, right. you recognize there was an issue. You yeah. recognize you can handle it in your own strength, and you mm -hmm. recognize that yeah, um, God is here. I feel the prayers of the people, but I still need something. And it it blows my mind how people are like, um, oh, you broke your foot. You need to go see an orthodont. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you got heart issues, you got to be a cardiologist. Right. Um, you have you know, whatever else is going on, you have all these other doctors that people are like, you need to go see this, go see this, but nobody talks about when I have mind issues. Mm -hmm. You know, roll mm -hmm. mm -hmm. my when I can't get out of bed some days. Nobody yeah. talks about there's a doctor for that, like that um right. say there's an there's a doctor for that. It's okay right. Too. Right. I'm not say that. I um I experience anxiety and depression, and I take medication for both. And mm -hmm. I admonish people to get that kind of help. I hate taking yeah. medication. You know. Right. I am, right. Um, right. I'm in the process of you know lowering dosage so that I don't have to take it. But in right. the meantime, I have to work on charity because if not, right. I can't be who God created me to be. So, that's right yeah that's right, right. <laughs> and you actually answered um my next question um the question was um what was it um is it necessary to have a therapist and god and a therapist and then the next one is can you have a therapist and a prayer life yes you can it, it, i think it's, it is necessary to have god and a therapist um, in your life um, if you just feel like you know life is just so overwhelming and you don't know what to do or you feel like it's something something's wrong what's wrong with me you know you know we, we all have those silos you know and we we think you know we try to figure out you know some things like what's wrong with me is just something not right with me and i think it is necessary to go see a therapist and and have god you know you can have god and have a therapist as well because the therapist is not god number one you have to understand that a therapist is not god okay we know god is the creator Okay, and we know that God, He handles everything. Our therapist is there to help us to un, um, how should I say, unpack those things that we have packed in a suitcase. I'm gonna say it like this: It's like you know when you packing for a suitcase, you already know with the airline, anything over 50 pounds, you're gonna have to pay, or you're gonna have to take something out. You know, they don't like to put you pack no more than um, than 50 pounds in the luggage. What we have done in our individual life, we have packed things inside our internal suitcase. That's good to me right there. And we have packed emotions. We've packed hurt. We've packed abuse. We've packed uh, substance abuse. We've packed um, manipulation all on the inside. And we try to keep that suitcase closed. We don't never open up that spirit, that 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 thing and, uh, and take that stuff out. And, and what it does is it carries weight. 
So when you have, when you at a point where you just feel like, okay, I'm just overwhelmed and you pack all those things down and on the inside of you, yes, you need to know it. A therapist is there to help you unpack those things, to get those things out of you so you can live a stress-free life. Now I understand what liberation means. Now I can understand what freedom means because of the fact I don't have to um, live a life that to have to be strong for the sake of people that I'm free and knowing that God got me. Number one, God is my refuge and strength of their present help in time of trouble. But my therapist has also allowed me to unpack some things that some things that I have held on to because of foolish behaviors or whatever or triggers that we talk about. There's some things that would trigger you to act a certain way. So when some things happen or I see something, it doesn't trigger me to act in a bad way. It's like, okay, I'm free. I'm liberated from that. I Because I've dealt with that hurt from my childhood. I dealt with that hurt from my um, my adulthood from college um i've dealt with their hurt from church hurt church hurt is one of the worst hurts you can you know one i mean the one that <laughs> really hurt you really bad i dealt with those things and so it has taught me how to be free and when people say well you know i live now i've graduated from people honestly i've graduated from people so i don't really care what other people may think i'm going to do what God says says to do, I'm going to believe him and take him at his word. And I'm going to tell you, it's okay to get you some more help so you can be um, very effective in the kingdom and watch this so you can help somebody else out. See, that's why Christ calls his disciples to help out other people outside of our family, outside of our friends who we're close with, but to help out individuals that are struggling right at this very moment. And, and I don't know who I'm talking to. There may be somebody that's struggling with their emotions because they packed it for so long and you're afraid to talk about it. I came to remind and encourage you this. Hey, we'll go to God in prayer with you, but Find, go to psychologytoday.com and look for your therapist and look at your insurance. Your insurance will help you um, provide sessions for you to see a therapist and it's okay. Don't think that everything is the devil and it's demonic because some things it's not demonic. I know we can talk about it a little bit, a little bit. Some things are not, it's not necessarily, it's not a demon. You know, sometimes we're like, oh, that's a demon in you. No, yeah. it's not a demon in me. It's just something that I have packed on the inside of some hurt I have packed that I never unpack. So you, you're not demon possessed, okay? That's spiritual warfare. <laughs> when we talk about demonic forces, that's spirituality. So um, yeah. that's witchcraft. So it's just things that you just need to unpack. And I'm going to say this as leaders. I'm going to say this too. And I, we get back, I'll say this. We as leaders in this present moment, this present time, we got to learn to be very relational with those that we are assigned to and with people who come to us. We are living in a world where mm -hmm. the, we've lost the relationship with our yes. counterparts and with those that we've been assigned to. And so we've got to learn to be authentic and be very relational and intentional that to let you know I truly do love you. I may not agree with what you may do in general, but I love you and I want to help you. And it's not our job to say, I'm gonna cast that demon out of you because you got you operate in a demonic force. Wait a minute, okay. I'm coming to you because there's something that is just overwhelming. And so we got to learn if we supposed to love our neighbors ourselves, 
across the world, we got to learn to be intentional and relational to the fact that we love people regardless of what they're going through. And yes, demonic forces is spiritual. Yes, demonic forces is spiritual and, and it's witchcraft and it's, it is a tax that the enemy is trying to distract and destroy us. But please know that if a demonic force is trying to come up against you, everything that comes against you is not demonic forces. It's just some things you just don't want to address. Or you may want yeah. to address, but you just don't know how to get it out. And that's where that third party comes in, that therapist, to help you in between that private session to talk about what, how you feel. And guess what? You'll never be judged. Okay, you'll never be judged. Yeah. You'll never be judged. And so I, I definitely say that it's definitely important. I mean, it is necessary to have God and a therapist. It is. I definitely would say it is important to um to talk about um having a therapist in our communities because we, we need help. We need help. We do. Oh yeah, definitely. And um you had said something that just reminded me. Um I was talking about like a lot of people were saying, well, that's just the devil or you know she's yeah. possessed or whatnot right, um, right i truly strongly believe and you mentioned it before that you know years ago they didn't really have the, the education resources. and the resources yeah. to talk about yeah. mental health so the things that right. they didn't understand of course they're like was well, see the god or the devil and it's right here it don't look like god so i'm gonna blame the devil <laughs> when right. in reality you know, it, it's really, it really is a sickness. It really is. And, and people need to know this too. It is um sometimes hereditary. Yes. It is nothing yes. that you just, you know, wake up one day. It's not always circumstantial. That's it's right. not always, That's like right. you mentioned before about um, um, taking care of your mom and stuff like that. Some people, you know, they go through depression and stuff like that when they're taking care of loved ones or that's right um they have ptsd because of certain situations but you know for personal experience i don't feel like mine is based off of anything in particular Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. i feel like you know it really was you know it's a biological trait that i just Mm -hmm. so happen to you know have and have to deal with and i'm just thankful that i have I guess um, it's, it's my intention to not just take this disease or take this sickness and right. you know deal with it and call it woe is me and right. try to get all this attention and right, right. take care of me. But you know to actually push through it, the walk right. through the valley. You got to go through the valley. That's you know? it. And then That's when I come it. out on the other side, I can help somebody else, like you mentioned too. So, right. Right. That's good. That, and I'm glad you said that, that you have to walk through the valley. And I think that's yeah. what you don't stay there. To, you don't stay there, but you're going to have to walk through the valley. I, I And I say this, that in order for us to continue to get closer to God, you're going to have to experience some things that and it may not be sickness and diseases. I'm not saying it has to be sickness and diseases, but right. you experience some things to know that God will keep you um in a time that you want to give up and and that's how i'm standing today i'm standing walking through the valley where i want to give up right in the middle of the valley but it was something it was grace it was the holy spirit it was people to encourage me it was god that pushed me to the capacity to to where i am at today and oftentimes we uh 
we sometimes we i'll say this we try to um get very high prestigious people to 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 want them because of the fact you know oh they have this they have that and the list goes on but god don't care about all that stuff you know yes not power education is power it is powerful you you know it is so power uh, it's so much power and the more we know the more we can grow uh, you know the more we know the more we can grow but um, it takes going through the valley and experiencing god in the valley and you see god in his hand get you out and that's where the anointing that's where the grace comes so there are some areas where people may think well you shouldn't pass the ambassadors for christ ministry or you shouldn't be doing this and should and god said and, and i'm like why not god chose me and he equipped yeah. me to get through what we need to get through so you know that's why i don't argue with people i'm gonna be honest with you that's why i don't i don't try to be um i don't try to be braggadocious at all i don't try to fit okay. in i i went through that season of trying to fit in with people and um Listen. i try my best not to fit in i don't try to make it my business no i am who i am and it was all because of god's grace and i have a truly authentic heart that truly love people and i want to see people get healed set free and delivered and as you said there's sometimes we may deal with depression because of maybe or anxiety because of maybe the, what what was in our bloodline but also on the spiritual side we can definitely say hey the curse can stop with me uh -huh. the curse broken but it all comes back into spirituality and the life yeah. that you live and the faith that you have in god and sometimes our circumstances causes us to get depressed. But the thing is, we don't stay there. We don't yeah. stay there. <laughs> so, you know, and and that's good that you acknowledge that you you know you dealt with depression. I've dealt with depression on several, you know, because my, my thing, and I, and I shared this before, I was at a point at 22, I'm like, Lord, why me? Why I have to go through this? I want to live like an average college student. I want to go here and do this and do that, you know, like a like regular people do or people, you know, but but it happened the way it happened. And I've learned to accept that. And really, I've learned to accept that if it, you know, um, if this may sound bad, but I don't think it's bad. But if my mom wouldn't have gotten diagnosed with Huntington's, my mom saved me. She saved me. And I recognize that through therapy, she saved me. Yeah, I know the Lord saved me and I asked the Lord forgive me, but it got my attention to get myself in line and to do what I need to do as a young man of God to um, to live. And it was tough. It was tough. It was definitely tough. But, you know, but I was depressed. I was angry. And it's okay to be angry. I'm going to say that too. I was angry. I didn't understand why this had to happen so young. I just wanted to do this. There are several things I wanted to do. And I'm just like, I'm just, you know, and I was depressed. I was depressed. Right. And so I, I I figured that, okay, I didn't need some help because I'm, I'm getting to a point where my behaviors and stuff like that was just not Jamal Brody. I would say that it won't no pastor. It was Jamal Brody. All right? right. And so it's definitely, you know, and I just said, God, I got to get through this. And now I understand how me personally in my ministry, um, not the ministry that I pastor, the ministry God has called me to, that I, God always sent me to people who deal with low self-esteem. I've been there. People who deal with um, hurt, depression, people who deal with anxiety. God always connect me with people. And I just remind them, you can make it through this. I've been there. I've wore those shoes. I know what it's like. And you don't have to make yourself fit in with people that don't want you to fit in with them. Okay? You don't have to. I don't kiss nobody behind. I'm just going to say that. I don't kiss but at all. 
Okay. It yeah. is what it is with me. And and if you don't like that's fine. You go ahead and, and deal with it with whoever you need to. But you know, if you think I'm I'm not I'm not gonna um break my neck to try to get in, in your on your A team. I don't do that. Jamal Bird don't operate like that. And I don't teach my children to operate like that. You be who you are. That part. That's right. That's just it. Well and and you know, hey, be abundantly blessed, like I always say. <laughs> that's know? right. That's exactly right. I mean, I'm not gonna lose any sleep. I got other stuff to worry about, you know. <laughs> but I'm glad you mentioned your children too, and you talked about um generational curses. I feel like that's why I'm called to this particular assignment. Mm-hmm. Because of my children, my ch- I feel like my children saved me. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I dealt with so much um, um, mental things going on in my head and stuff like that. I really, truly, if I can be completely honest, if it wasn't for my children, I probably would have taken my own life, or I probably yeah. would have been somewhere in somebody's crazy a mental hospital or something like that. You just, I feel like my children saved me, and because of that. It is my mission. It is my duty to make sure that the curse stops here. Yeah, that's right. Stops. That's right. I not <laughs> let that's it right. go through to my children and my children's children. No, it stops right here. That's, that's it. it. That's good. That's good. Yes, that's good. I'm, I'm, and that's good. And see, this is what I say about kingdom work, not church, but kingdom. That's what uh-huh. we are supposed to do intercede we are supposed to you know god it's stop we're supposed to put it in the atmosphere god this guy's to stop you know and i'm interceding for people for my children my family people in my bloodline yeah um diabetes may operate have operated my family but it has to stop and 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 we have to go to god in prayer and we have to make that declaration known um in the spirit and that's a spiritual thing make that declaration known it has to stop so it takes strong intercessors and it takes you and i to open up our mouth and just do a simple prayer and the other part of it is this and, and you know you you've heard me minister you know we ain't got you ain't got a hollow scream and and all that. you just got to talk to god like you and i talk and say god i'm believing you yeah. by faith that it stops with me that it will not come my dwelling it will not come in my family we will this word will operate we will operate in the word of god you know and so um and we have to understand that i think that's so important that we have to understand that you, you know you know I, and i think because what like we talked about earlier what we've been what we've seen in the past as far as how we should respond to god and that type of thing you don't have to respond to god in that way you know you you can respond to god in your own true way it, that just maybe just a true lifting up lift, lifting of the hands you know um that may be just you know open up your heart and your mind just closing your eyes and just you know receiving and lifting and, and that's just it and that's what we got to do in this season we got right. to do that we really do we really right. do Wow. Oh. Wow. This is great, great discussion. <laughs> great discussion. Great discussion. Listen. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, shoot, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's all it was. good. But again, I, I really appreciate you coming on, chatting with me tonight. Yes. And, yes. you know, sharing your heart. Sharing Thank you. Thank people. You. Thank and, you. And, you know, just keeping it real. Yeah, I really yeah. hate more people just keep it real and and let people know, you know, what you're going through, how you feel, how you got over it. I mean, you can help somebody else. That's right. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Well, Charity, wow. thank you for 
allowing me to share on your platform. Um, I, I like these casual, informal conversations um, yeah. to be able to share, you know, what people um, and I really appreciate you, you know, Lord, laying upon your heart to to talk, allow me to speak on your platform, or to to share and to talk um, about mental health. And mental health is coming up in the month of May. And I just say this: I want to encourage all pastors and leaders out there that are watching this live. You know, definitely advocate for your people who you are assigned to, for your parishioners, yeah. and to yeah. encourage them. There's some things just beyond your counseling. They need you need to send them to a therapist because um, um, if you don't have those credentials, you, you know, we're not counseling. You know, you need to send them to a therapist. But um, yeah. it's definitely important that we help our people. We want to see our people survive. You know, I don't want to see people to lose their mind. We want our people to survive and to be healthy and to be safe. And I will even share this with those that may be watching this. You know who you are. Um, if you're just overwhelmed with life, I want to tell you personally that God is able to see you through anything. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not crazy. You're not demon possessed. I want to say that to you, to anyone who's watching this at this point, to let you know that I love you and so do God. God loves you as well. But also, if it's just overwhelming, we'll be more than happy to pray with you. But get you some help. Go to Psychology Today. Go to that website and get you a therapist and, and allow that therapist to unpack those things out of your system and help detox you. That's good. To detox those that hurt, that pain, that abuse, and to help you get free from things you need to get, get free from. Because God is looking to all of us even you to walk as kingdom disciples in this land where there's war going on and racism going on and there's hate going on but he's looking for us in this land to use us to help others because he needs us your replacement is already here that's my thing my replacement is already here so since your replacement is already here go ahead and do those things i love you i will say that i do pastor i'm gonna say it again i advocate for one of the best churches across the united states yeah we we right there in lewisburg 305 foxport road virtual and in person um at 9 a.m but you know the thing is it's not about membership because we because god is not a membership club okay it's okay. about kingdom minded it's about kingdom so we want we just want people to get what they need to get get delivered get set free and go on about their godly business and do the things of god so grace and peace be unto you thank you charity give my love to the to the entire family i love your family like they're my family and i really we appreciate love you you uh, are family you know, like you are that's family. right <laughs> <laughs> you should do a part three to this you should get you should do up you should I you feel do like a part I like yeah, yeah, you should do a part two to it. So definitely, definitely kudos to you, and I appreciate you and 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 being willing to share your testimony to help anybody. I, and it doesn't matter. I'm gonna say this too, and, I, and I'm gonna shut up because we're going on like fifty something minutes. But it <laughs> no, doesn't matter if you go to any church. I, we're not looking for people just to come to just be to to get your money and to come and just to be a part of. We're looking for people that want to get help. So it doesn't yeah. matter if you went to church six months ago. What matters is today. Today matters to help you get set free, to help you get delivered, to help you get healed. And that's what matters. We want you to be whole and healthy. We want you to be whole and healthy. So that, that's that's what matters. I, I, and, and I'm done for, for tonight. I'm done. <laughs> Until next time. Though. Until next time. Until next time. Have a wonderful evening. Please give my love.
to Lady Carla and the two little girls. They're not little girls no more. I know who that girl is. They're so beautifully grown up. Yeah. All right. You have a wonderful night, Pastor. Okay. All right. Love you. Take care. Love you too. Bye. All right. Everybody can hear you. What I was loving your ear, you make it loud and clear up. Make a phone. Everybody can hear you. What I was loving your ear, you make it loud and.